we've become quite accustomed to the fact that I used to express surprise until meteorologists said, dude, that happens every day. As the sun comes up, the temperature goes down. So it's now minus nine degrees. Something we're endeavoring to do, and we've been going back and forth with one of the representatives of the TTC this morning via text, but there's a story out today, as you would have heard in the newscast, that the uh, Queen Street streetcar is going to be some, shall we say, perturbed by construction of the Ontario line. Actually, all of Queen Street is going to be perturbed by that construction. Portions of it are going to be shut down and for years. But the story as reported today was that the streetcar would be shut down for about 20 months starting early May. But the question we put to this representative was, okay, so is that the entire Queen Street streetcar or are you going to divert down to Adelaide to loop around from university to church and then just run shuttle by? And they said they'd get back to us. So listen, we got plenty of time to get ready for this. And generally, people just end up with workarounds. I mean, the college in Carlton streetcar was offline for months at a time. Portions of the street were even closed to traffic as they rehabilitated the rails and some of the um, track interlays. So this kind of stuff is not unexpected entirely. But I know, you know, the, the Queen Street streetcar is one of the busiest ones in the city. It's also the longest streetcar line in the world. It's promoted. I've never actually done it. And being a real gearhead, I guess, or track or whatever you'd call it, a uh, big fan of light rail trains and stuff like that, I guess I should do this one of these days, um, is, you know, get on in the beach and go out to Long Branch and see the entire run. I know on Expedia, it's mentioned as one of the things you can do to tr in Toronto. It's never really been one of the things I've recommended, you know, to a friend who's in town. What should I do? Go to the aquarium, Little Canada, AGO, the ROM? No, ride the streetcar. Just ride it from, from one end to the other. And if you do that, you gotta come back, right? 7.08 is the time, and it's the controversy that's not going away yet, even if the Premier is using his vexed voice every time it comes up. And it's the business of whether or not insiders, in particular developers, who stood to, do, to benefit from things that the Ford administration might do, um, you know, those people were at a stag and doe, which was a sort of paid admission affair. And apparently a lot of them were also at the wedding itself of Doug Ford's daughter. Now, you know, Doug Ford will say, listen, I'm in, I'm in business. These are friends of mine. Why shouldn't they come? Uh, but the NDP is still calling for a deeper investigation. And they've been on their feet uh, two days in a row at Queen's Park to raise the question. Uh, to talk about this and a bunch of other stuff happening at Queen's Park, we're joined by CTV Queen's Park Bureau reporter, Siobhan Morris. Good morning, Siobhan. Good morning, John. Okay, so let's actually start with something that is relatively new, and that would be that we have a budget date. Yeah, the budget will be delivered March 23rd, so a, you know, one month from today, less a day. Okay. And I mean, the budget has kind of uh, changed in terms of how it's rolled out. Generally, we know almost everything that's going to be in it by budget day. It used to be this huge secret operation where they'd have an armored vehicle with the printed version of the budget. Yeah, I mean, there's always leaks, you know, little bits of goodies that, that are shared with reporters ahead of time. This will be an interesting budget because 
the last budget that the PC government shared was right before the election. So it was full of, you know, lots of things they could take to the doorstep um, to, to share with Ontarians, maybe to, you know, in the effort of or in the hopes of pulling a vote their way. This one, of course, is, you know, they've got a four year mandate, a strong majority. And we've heard some signals from the uh, finance minister about fiscal prudence, that kind of thing. There are other signals about, um, you know, vague mentions of, uh, you know, belt tightening in the throne speech earlier this year or last year, rather. So this will be an interesting budget to see what's actually in it. Okay, and speaking of money, um, Ottawa and all of the provinces and territories came to a deal on health care, but then they had to negotiate separate side deals, one province and territory at a time. But yesterday it was revealed that uh, Ontario and Ottawa have a deal. Yeah, and this is, I mean, fundamentally the same deal that was pushed across the table uh, about two weeks ago uh, in Ottawa. So Ontario's deal includes tens of millions of dollars of of increased Canada health transfer money, which is a little bit apart from this bilateral deal that that, that has really been the focus. That bilateral deal is $8.4 billion spread over 10 years for things like Increasing access to primary care, mental uh, mental health care, uh, priorities that both the federal and provincial governments say that are important to them. The other piece of this is a, uh, a top up, what's called an emergency top up of a little less than eight hundred million dollars. That's intended to go directly to emergency rooms, pediatric hospitals, areas that the federal government has acknowledged have really been strained over the last couple months. The big question mark is how quickly this money flows and exactly where it's going to go or what kinds of, even though the the federal government's earmarked it for those two areas, we're not getting a lot of answers from the provincial government about exactly what that will help accomplish. We're in conversation with Siobhan Morris, CTV Queen's Park reporter, and let's loop back to what I was saying in introducing you this morning, Siobhan, and that would be that the NDP has filed a complaint over Doug Ford family events, two of them actually, the wedding and the stag and doe. So this ain't going away as quickly as Doug Ford perhaps would like it to go away. It's not, and but it's hard to tell what the path for this this Stagendo wedding issue is exactly. Um, what's interesting here is this: you know, this is the second complaint the NDP has filed with the Integrity Commissioner that has some tentacles touching this idea of of uh, redrawing the boundaries of the green belt. We know that with the first complaint that is being investigated presently, the. NDP went to the integrity commissioner with what they see as evidence. We don't know as reporters at this point what the NDP has shared with the integrity commissioner. The commissioner slapped down a different request for an investigation when all they went with was uh, all they presented was media reports. That was from the Green Party. So if if the NDP doesn't have anything else uh, to go on other than media reports, it doesn't necessarily seem likely to be investigated um and then i guess the the big question mark is you know if if there is any wrongdoing found what really happens um other than maybe uh, you know it doesn't look too good on doug ford but there's no real repercussions for this sort of thing thanks a lot siobhan always a pleasure you're welcome. Siobhan Morris, who used to be a very familiar figure here at News Talk 1010 when she was an anchor and reporter, and then she's gone on to TV stardom, but she uh, still returns to give us the update on what's happening at Queen's Park. And um, 
Yeah, this integrity business, I, I don't know if it necessarily has legs. It doesn't look great for the government. But I'm also reminded, I always remember how many times some critics of the liberal administration under Kathleen Wynne and Dalton McGuinty could, like they were saying the rosary, go down this list of investigations that were happening. And an investigation doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to conclude that there was any wrongdoing. And as a matter of fact, if I remember, there were like four major investigations of the liberal administration, and only one of them led to some sort of, of a conviction. So the existence it's kind of what I've come back to sometimes when it comes to political scandal is that people say where there's smoke, there's fire. But when it comes to an investigation, it's more like saying where there's a fire truck parked in front of a building, there must be fire. And we're only going to know when the investigation's done.